0: Welcome to the Stone World Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Camry, And with me today is Brian Sherrick, the VP of Sales for Flow International. Brian, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, happy to be here. So I'm really excited for this conversation uh, because I, I, we've always, I've always wanted to have a water jet person talk to us um, because it seems to be one of those machines that gets kind of misunderstood by fabricators or you know they, they think they want it but they don't know why they want it. So I'm really excited to go into those details, but before we do, first if you don't mind, just talk a little bit about yourself, kind of your background and how you got where you are today.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. so I think you're right. There is a lot of, you know, misunderstanding and, and interesting mm-hmm. topics we could dive into, but so I I'm the like you said the VP of sales for Flow uh, globally and have been in the water jet industry for going on 25 years. So, you know, was, um, we, we do a lot of different applications, but the stone fabrication market is certainly a kind of a cornerstone of, of a lot of what we do. And it's a big market for water jet applications. Um, but yeah, I, I came through the business from the application side. Um, so when I first started in the industry, I really was learning about how the machines work, how you maintain the machines, how you use them for all types of applications uh, I then became a, a sales manager of a region. And then for the last several years, I've been, you know, kind of managing our global sales organization for Flow. Um, so that's kind of my, my history and background in the business. So been around a little bit. Perfect.
0: So I guess the first basic question and just, you know, a general overview is what are some of the benefits of a water jet versus a traditional machine like a bridge saw?
1: yeah um the the main benefit of a water jet in general, regardless of the application is its versatility the the ability to cut essentially any material type. so that's the overarching benefit of the technology is that I can go from cutting you know three cm granite to two inch thick piece of steel to a piece of plastic. and there's really nothing fundamentally different about the machine needed to do that. Mm. It's simply a matter of telling the machine through the, through the computer, you know, what material type and what thickness and what edge quality you want. But that, that's the, the really a big benefit of water jet is that it's, it's ability to cut any material. But then in addition, especially when you compare it to like technology like a saw, which is linear cutting, it's omnidirectional cutting. So a water jet is a, a, able to cut in any direction. So it can cut very complex, intricate shapes. Mm-hmm. Um, those would be the two things that, that stand out to me to that question.
0: So what's kind of interesting with that too is, is with a lot of these saws, you know, you see these different blades that come out that, you know, this is only for quartzite. This one's only for porcelain. This one's only for mar- whatever else. I mean, right. is there any different setup hardware-wise that you need for a water jet? Or you just you throw on the new material, make sure it's programmed correctly, and just kind of run with it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, ninety five percent of the time that is the case, where there is no change to the to the hardware, you know, the cutting head, the nozzle, the abrasives. Mm-hmm. You know, once the machine is set up for what you bought, what you have, that's essentially how it runs. And then the different materials that you are cutting, different thicknesses, different hardnesses, uh, that'll only the only thing that will fundamentally change will be how fast you cut that mm-hmm. product but you really don't do much uh, change of setup to the machine or the hardware, or the cutting heads and those types of things. That's makes it very simple to run. Right, there are times obviously where you can, you can tweak things. You know, if you, if you want to run a really fine mesh abrasive, for example, for some extremely smooth edge finish um, you, you could do that. I mean, you're, you're kind of playing on the fringes a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, so for the most part, 95% of the time, it's just one setup and then it's just a cutting speed change.
0: All right, perfect. So now talking about you know cutting kind of the curves and in more intricate details, I mean, when does the situation come up like that for, let's just say just regular countertops? Because I assume something like mm-hmm. the sink cutout, right? It would, it would help immensely with that. Is there anything else or, or is it mainly for that feature?
1: No, that's exactly so. Th- that's that's a huge one. Is you know, mm-hmm. like undermount sinks, for example. You know, cutting that sink bowl uh, with a water jet is a fantastic application. You can do it in a matter of minutes, mm-hmm. um, and then, and and you're done with that cutout. And it could be the plumbing holes for the faucets. Um, but in addition, any you know arches or uh, curves in the countertop, if you wanted to incorporate that, is easy to do with a water jet versus you know doing that with a saw. Or inside 90s, mm-hmm. you know, if there's an elbow or a 90 degree inside cut, uh, the water jet is perfect for that sort of application instead of a saw, where you have to stop short of that inside corner, and then you know finish that in some way if you didn't have a water jet to do it. Right. So inside 90s are another big application for water jet.
0: all right So one of the other things is you know it seems like. Um, Sintered material, porcelain material, I mean, this stuff is becoming extremely popular. And as Mm -hmm. fabricators know, it can be extremely difficult to cut. And it seems like one of the the solutions we hear a lot is, you know, going with a water jet. I mean,
1: does water jet for porcelain applications make a lot of sense? Makes a lot of sense, yeah. Because, you know, as you just mentioned, there are unique challenges when you're trying to use traditional tooling or saw blades to cut those types of, you know, engineered materials. And water jet does a fantastic job. So general kind of rule of thinking with a water jet is the harder something is to process with traditional tools, the better of an application it is for a water jet. Because we're an erosion process. We really don't care what the material type is. It's a matter Mm -hmm. of how fast we can cut it, but it literally will cut any material. Mm -hmm. So as you get these very brittle or very fragile materials, it doesn't make any difference to the erosion process of a water jet. So, whereas it does very much make a difference if you're trying to traditionally (laughs) drill or cut or saw that type of material. So, yeah, that's become, you know, almost a needed technology for people that are processing a lot of those engineered materials. Especially, I'll add to that, especially if you're doing bevels and angles, Hmm. which they often are because you're producing a lot of these materials for the stone fabrication market that are thinner and they're doing mitered edges to, to create that you know thick appearance on the outer edge. Mm-hmm. So you have to do a mitered cut and to do that at an angle is even more difficult with traditional tooling. And the water jet we, we now have technology where the head will pivot or tilt at an angle so you can get a very precise mitered edge um, for your seam there.
0: Now let's say I'm a fabricator and I, you know, I've programmed CNC machines. I, I understand how they work. Is there any difference in the physical programming of the machine of, you know, running um, and, you know, an application on the water jet, or is it kind of the same exact process?
1: Um, you, you, you mean like in comparison to like a your CNC machining center, you said? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the water jet is definitely similar, but unique. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they, they're programmed differently. We're, we're, we're really just programming a flat pattern cut. I mean, it could have angles bevels, so it could be a solid model, but, um, you know, we don't have to incorporate for a lot of the on off functions of other, we don't have vacuum tooling. We don't have spindle speeds. I mean, so Mm -hmm. there's unique characteristics to it. Essentially all you're doing is drawing the geometry of the shape you want to cut in a CAD format, which we provide with the system. Um, and then, or you can import that CAD file from a digitizer or any other source that you create that in. Mm-hmm. And then from, for programming the water jet, it's really just a matter of telling it the material type, the thickness of the material, and then picking from a predetermined edge quality setting in the software. So water jet, you know, it, one of its unique benefits is it's extremely easy to program. It really doesn't take, a, um, a, you know, an expert to program the machine because the software has that intelligence in it.
0: Right. So a lot of things we hear from fabricators uh, nowadays is, you know, they'll let's say just be cutting countertops all day, but there's other work they want to get into, you know, whether it be uh, flooring, backsplashes, um, kind of more, let's say, architectural work. I mean, one of the things that's always brought up is they want to start looking at uh, water jets because of their versatility. So what are some of the other um, you know, features and applications that WaterJet could help a fabricator who's looking to expand their business.
1: Yeah. And that's, and that's, you know, frankly, that's the customer base that really, really uh, utilizes WaterJet. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at uh, really high production countertop specific applications, you know, just sticking with their bread and butter, that's fine. We can definitely supply a technology to help them. But the people that you just mentioned that want to do you know, intricate backsplash work or inlay work or flooring um, inlay flooring type applications or artistic type applications, maybe even incorporate other materials and metals, you know, brass or aluminum or stainless steel. That's where water jet just is kind of the only solution. So those are the, those are the customers <laughs> we're really trying to find are those folks that want to do um, some expansion and some application growth within their within their op- operation or, and even do, you know, generic cutting for people there doesn't even have to be stone per se. If they're willing to do contract cutting, mm-hmm. you can use your water jet to do your, 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 you know, bread and butter, which is your countertop business, but you can also use it as a profit center and do cutting for anyone and everyone.
0: I think this is a, an extremely good point. Cause this is something that, you know, a lot of fabricators bring up is, you have to find other ways to bring in revenue, right? And if you uh-huh. are a fabricator who has this technology that could do several different things in your area, no one else can. I mean, they're going to come to you and, and ask you to help out basically. So,
1: Yeah. And I've seen a lot of examples. And again, this doesn't fit for everyone. Some people mm-hmm. want to stay very focused on what they do and be high production. And, and you know, there's, there's different business models out there, but I have seen customers be successful doing things, very unique things. Like, Coming up with their own, um, what do you call it? Like the light switch cover plates, uh, electrical outlet cover plates, and mm-hmm. doing those out of different unique materials, whether it be stone or metal. And you know, there's there's all kinds of other business opportunities with water jet, you know, that that present themselves if you have that technology. So another another one by the way that I'd mention is like you know in the uh, in your air duct system in your home where you have the the vent covers right I've seen some really really cool um designs and and manufacturing of those using water jet
0: That's awesome to hear and this is the type of thing that I think fabricators really need to hear cuz it's easy to get in the mindset of okay I just do cutting rectangles you know making different size rectangles and what else can I do Right you know in my business to to you know make money so
1: yeah absolutely yep
0: in general what is some of the upkeep that needs to be done for a water jet you know we, we hear about other machines that need to be greased and oiled you need to to make sure your tooling is sharp and all that stuff what about for a water jet what does the fabricator need to know as far as upkeep goes
1: yeah, I think that's really important um, for anybody to buy a water jet to know, you know, what they're getting into and how to maintain it and what the expectations should be. So what, the way I describe that is it is very unique. So a water jet utilizes ultra high pressure water jet technology. So that's not something that you necessarily have a mechanic, you know, on staff that would be an expert at that. It, that's a pretty unique thing. So to be very you know, upfront about that. However we make the technology where it's relatively simple to learn how to maintain. Mm-hmm. So anytime you're pressurizing water to 60 to 90,000 PSI, mm-hmm. things are going to fail. The seal, the plumbing, the items that that pressure touches will need to be maintained and changed over yeah. time. So the training that you get from the equipment supplier is very, very important to being able to successfully use the machine reliably for a long period of time. In addition, what we're doing now more, more and more common in the industry is providing factory technicians and service plans for the OEM, the equipment builder to provide that for you um, instead of you having to have a staff of folks and, and capable people to do that internally. So that's becoming kind of more, more and more of the norm in the industries to have the OEM do that portion of the, of the maintenance for you. So then it's just a matter of operating the machine and not, not becoming a mechanic of the machine, if you know what I mean. Right. You know, so I, I don't know. In fact, you know, there's, you know, so there's the high pressure system, like I mentioned, mm-hmm. that's really the heart of the whole unit. There's also an abrasive system. You know, there's a garnet sand abrasive that has to get uh, pumped into the, the, the water jet stream itself at the cutting head. Mm-hmm. So there's some stuff to know there. There's obviously the software piece that you have to be trained to use and program. And then the mechanics of the machine that actually, you know, motion equipment that moves around, that's very generic to any machine tool. You know, there's some lubrication of the bearings and rails, but that's, you know, very simple, common, you know, maintenance practices.
0: And then I assume, maybe, maybe not, um, would my shop need some uh, sort of water recycling
1: system to help this machine along? So in the stone industry, you, know, you often see a lot of water usage. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of folks that do have pretty sophisticated water management systems in their business. The answer is typically, for a, for a water jet in general, no. We don't use very much water. It's so we use extremely high pressure, but a very low volume of water. Meaning that water oftentimes is just a consumable byproduct. Right. Uh, the water in the sand that we use to cut with. However, a lot of the stone businesses, like I said, have water reclaimed t- capabilities and you certainly can do that. You can you know, reclaim that water. Obviously, mm-hmm. we have to clean it and filter it so that we can repressurize it and use it again you know, without damaging the pump. That's okay. the, the only concern is that you have to make sure that that water is filtered properly so it's very, very clean before it goes back through that high pressure pump. Does that, does that answer the question? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So oftentimes you'll see people just use it as a byproduct. is my point. Mm -hmm. But if you want to reclaim it, it can be done. Okay.
0: So when you're looking to buy a water jet as a fabricator, you know, what are some things that you should be looking for in a machine?
1: Boy, I think, um, you know, where the, where the rubber hits the road is how, how productive is the machine? And where that really, um, what really drives that is the pressure of the pump that's on the machine, pressure and horsepower. So in order to cut effectively with a water jet, you need to be able to cut fast enough to meet your expectations, whatever that might be. So you have to make sure you give a water jet with enough power, horsepower and pressure, to achieve the cutting speeds and production that you want and you know that's unique for for everyone but what what i'm saying is you don't really want to buy an underpowered machine per se but there's also no no reason to go you know crazy extreme so a properly powered pump is very important when you're buying a water jet and then a, a simple to use so software becomes really critical when you're talking about just day-to-day usage and usability of the machine You've got to really investigate, how do I program this machine and how do I use the machine? Um, I would say those are really two main factors and and obviously maintenance, like we talked about earlier.
0: Now, are there guidelines to figuring out exactly you know, what what power I need for a machine? Is it just the type of material I'm cutting and is there
1: like kind of a formula to it or anything? There, There's somewhat of a formula. I mean, essentially the way to think about it is even the smallest, you know, what I would call an underpowered machine, mm-hmm. um, it'll cut everything that a very high powered, high horsepower, high pressure machine will cut. It'll just do it much slower. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you have to look at your, your applications and your expectations and say, okay, I need to be able to cut X number of parts in a day and then work with the OEM to determine what size you need to, to hit those numbers. You know, so does that make sense? So you can use a really small machine. And if you've got plenty of time and you don't have <laughs> high production, well, you don't need to spend a whole bunch of money on the machine. It'll do the work just fine. It'll just mm-hmm. take longer to do it. All right, perfect. So you just have to match the machine size to your expectation.
0: Okay. Awesome. Um, So Brian, you know, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me today. I appreciate it. Now let's say a fabricator is listening to this and they want to reach out to you to, you know, learn more about water jets. What's the best way for them to reach out to you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I would recommend, you know, you go to our webpage, which is flowwaterjets.com and take a look there. Um, You can see all the different machines types and sizes and applications and videos and, you know, if you'd like to get some brochures or even some pricing on a machine, um, you can request for a quote or a sample cut. And there's, there's different ways to do that. Um, but, yeah, definitely go to flowwaterjets.com and, and we'll provide whatever information you need.
0: All right. Awesome, Brian. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. I appreciate it.
1: For sure. appreciate it. Thanks, Jason.